Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Backseat GM Podcast. I'm Ben Raman. And I'm Zach Sperduti. And Ben, is this season three? I think it's season two and a half. Okay, okay. Because we had like a little dry run in there. We, we, had, the, uh, we had the pilot episodes. <laughs> and you couple, know... A couple years ago, but... Yeah. I know you like doing dry runs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> How have you been, Zach? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. I had to uh, dust off the old microphone. I had to dig it up. Um, mm-hmm. um, I guess in recent news, one of the most attractive girls I've ever matched or liked me on Hinge liked me. And when I was going to um, like respond, I actually pressed the X button. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you could undo your X. Um, so like going on Google, like, how do I get a match back? And you have to be like, Oh, you just press the undo button, but like the undo expired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wow. if you're, if you're out there, I don't remember your name, but you were wearing a thong on a motorcycle. So hmm. cheers fi- to that. Fi- finding new ways to fumble the bag every day. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> new and I creative fumb- way. I fumble the bag more than Damon Harris does. <laughs> oh man. How you been, uh- Ben? Oh, better than that. That's for sure. Okay. Um, the NBA season is back. It, uh, it is upon w- us. It wasn't gone that long, but it's already back. Had about a month and a half break, but uh, here we are. Preseason games are just about, I think they are finished now, officially. And uh, recording this on a Sunday night. The uh, first games will be Tuesday. Um, pretty exciting. Uh, but we're going to do some win totals over unders, uh, today talking about, uh, first going to go through the Eastern conference and then the Western conference and kind of, uh, tell you what Vegas has. And then we're going to go over what we have, uh, for the over unders of all these teams. So I guess without further ado, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference, uh, Vegas has the Brooklyn Nets sitting at 56.5 win over under. It, it's I got to say, this is a lot easier to do now that it's a 82-game season again. really makes it uh, easier to think about on our parts. So I think you, had a, you got like an honorary math minor on the mm-hmm. math you were doing last, last year, trying to figure it out. Yeah, come to think of it, I feel like the finance major should have been the one who's working out those numbers and stuff. I was busy, you know, working on finance at the time. But um, one thing before we get into it, um, for our listeners out there, Ben has this accent, and I'm sure most of our listeners know Ben very well. But Ben has this accent where he pronounces things with a V in it, like incorrectly. So he's saying like Vegas or Vagas right now, and it should be Vegas. I just 
We know it's incorrect. Ben knows it's incorrect. You literally but... just said the two two words the exact same way. No. He's, he's saying Vegas. It should be Vegas. No, no, no. Say, say vague. Vague. No. So you're, the listeners will know. Comment, comment down below. Okay. Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets sitting at 56 and a half games. They're atop the Eastern Conference, according to the Vegas lines. Uh, wh- what do you think, Zach? Over under 56 and a half wins for the Brooklyn Nets. Well, there's two viewpoints on this. Star set a team, a lot of good players, but players that like to take rest. And I think that will be a theme throughout this and nothing bad with taking rest, especially in the regular season with meaningless games at times. Um, it makes sense to take rest. So mm-hmm. players that don't like to get vaccinated also. And that's obviously, yeah. Players that are standing up for causes that. Uh, they don't fully understand themselves. <laughs> they need to do more research on them. Yeah. They need to do more research. So they got to find be, to be continued to be continued. Um, so there's two schools of thought. One is a stacked team with you know KD and, and Harden, but at the other hand, you got rest involved, and this is something that we saw with the Clippers last year and uh, other teams. So obviously, so I, I'm going to take the under. Um, does it mean that I don't think that they're going to be a title contender or that they're going to be disappointed? I think um, I don't know. I feel like this line does take that into an account, but also a 60 win team is pretty elite, and you can't take you can't rest a lot, especially with the East being a lot a little a tougher. Um, when you know, some, yeah. there's been times in the Eastern Conference uh, that you could take rest. You, know, you let your star players rest um, and be fine. But I think we got a more stacked East, so they're taking more rest. I'm, I'm taking the under. What about you, Ben? Um, I I'm gonna take the over. Um, I do agree with you that there's a lot of factors at play here. Um. But if you remember last year, the Nets were atop the East, and they also didn't have their stars for half the year. Like it was Kyrie and Harden for a little while. It was Harden and KD for a while. Like Harden missed too much time, but it, it, they were always missing like one or two of their main star players that whole season. I'd argue they got deeper this year. Um, so. I just think the talent levels there for them to um, be atop the East. Um, last year, the the Bucks were the three seed, um, and the Sixers were, I think, the two seed. And you know, I don't see the Bucks really putting their foot on the gas pedal too much during the regular season. Just like last season, I think they kind of learned that they're you know happy being a top four seed and that's that's it um whereas you know the nets i think are i I can't really picture any other team to be atop the east outside of the nets or the sixers so i'm gonna go with the nets here and i think 56 and a half that's the vegas line and it's also the highest vegas line um i can't imagine they're not being a 60 win team in the uh in the league this year yeah, and those are all good points. I think now that the you know now that they have two instead of three, um, and what if both of them are out? I don't I don't know if I trust the the rest of the guys to win a game against maybe a Heat team that's starting most of its stars or a Bucks team that's starting most. Of it. But how often is that going to happen? You brought up a good point. Last mm-hmm. year they figured it out, so we'll see. 
Yeah, and, you know, the, it might be weird. Like, it might be a distraction with Kyrie and everything, but, you know, at the same time, these guys are professionals, and I think sometimes we take some of that noise a little bit too seriously when it comes to, like, how teams are actually going to perform. Um, so, yeah. Let's move on to the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, sitting second in the Eastern Conference with a line of 54 and a half wins. Zach, what do you got for the Milwaukee so, Bucks? Ben, you were looking for the 60-win team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I think I found them. Really? Yes. I think the Bucks are a 65-plus win team. I think, um, like you said, last year they kind of took their foot off the gas, but I see the Nets taking more off the gas. The Nets went on a run where Harden was like played 20 games without – Kyrie and, and KD, and he was kind of carrying the nets and keeping them afloat. Um, I don't know if they want, and then that that stress showed in Harden's hamstring. So I don't know if they want to push Harden as hard as they did last year. Um, so I would take the hard under on the nets. We just talked about that. Uh, but I think the Bucks and then among the other teams, I think the Heat can challenge 60 wins potentially if they, if they click. Um, but Oh, you're higher on the Heat than I am. I'm a little higher. I'm just just a little, just a little. But um, I agree that there's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot tighter than the West um, in terms of because it's definitely more competitive. I think there mm-hmm. should be more teams around 50 in the East than there are teams around 60. Um, so I think the Bucks would sniff 60. I don't think this is like an easy over though. It's a good line. Um, but if there was a 60 win team in the East, I think the Bucks would be that team. Yeah, um, I'm also taking the over um, because I do think that the Bucks and the Nets are kind of in a tier above the rest of the teams um, in the East uh, when it comes to regular season win totals. 54 and a half, so they have to get 55 wins to beat that. I think that's pretty doable for them because, um, you know, during the – shortened season i think they were on pace for more than 60 wins so um i don't really see that changing too much i think they got pretty i think they got a little deeper uh as you know as opposed to last season when you're coming in with dj augustine and um you know just not as much bench depth so and Grayson Allen was getting meaningful, meaningful playoff minutes last, you know, um, or that, that play in, the, the play in that they played in. So Yeah. No, Grayson I, Allen has been yeah. playing really well in the preseason. I like what I see from him. He's, and last year on the Grizzlies, he was really a good three point shooter. So, yeah. um, I think, I think this isn't pretty easy over for me, for the Bucks. I think this is like one of the easier lines on the list. Um, Real all quick, the way, go ahead. On, on um, Grayson Allen, this is a little off script that we don't have a script, but if it was, this is just me pulling something out of the bag. Didn't Duke and Wisconsin play? Yeah, there's there's bad blood between okay. uh, Grayson Allen and Wisconsin fans. Has that come to a froth? Has that come to a head? <laughs> have people um, asked him about it, or is it just kind yeah, of Yeah, no, like... it's definitely like a storyline. Okay. Right. So, yeah, I don't really – I mean, yeah, it was a long time ago. So if he gets booed game one when he comes when he checks in, it's like it's to be expected kind of thing. I don't think he'll get booed. <laughs> He's not Ben Simmons in Philly. Whoa! It's not even a hot take. They boo him all the time. They boo the Sixers all the time, and they're not playing well. 
Um, okay, let's move on to uh, speak of the devil, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Sixers, uh, according to Vegas, the line is 50 and a half. Um, so kind of a, like I said a little bit, kind of a jump from that upper tier of the Nets and the Bucks all the way down uh, four full games to 50 and a half. Where do you see the Sixers falling this year? I think this is a tough bet. And if you're loose with your money and you got some disposable income, then feel free to bet the under. But I think this is an interesting one because we don't know how much Ben Simmons is going to play. Um, we don't know how much Joel Embiid's been, you know, injury prone. Speaking of rest management, you know, um, so I think that this is a simple under. I don't think there's a lot going on here. To, I mean, they were the number one seed last year, but um, this is different. I, don't, I just think that you know Simmons isn't going to be there to clean up the easy wins, and and if he's there, then I think it's a fair line, but. Uh, do we know if he's going to be there? How, how long? He may get traded. They may get yeah. worse. They may they may sacrifice him for draft capital, but they'll probably want to get a player in return to so that Embiid isn't unhappy. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. What about you, buddy? I think uh, I think I'm going to go the under here too. Um, for some of the reasons you said, you know, if Ben Simmons, if and when he will get traded, um, I think the Sixers might start playing a little bit different. Like Embiid might take less threes and they might just play a little bit more freely and fluidly on offense. Um, obviously losing him on the defensive end, they'll suffer f- for that um, for sure. Cause he's a defensive player of the year caliber talent. Um, so I-, I don't think the Sixers defense will be quite as good as it has been in past years, um, but their offense might, be better. Um, obviously, when you lose Ben Simmons, I doubt they're going to get anything of equal value for him at this point. Like, say what you want about Ben Simmons, he's still, you know, he, he still raises your talent level, um, even if the fit or the antics aren't always beneficial to your team. But um, I'm going to take the under just because you, you are losing that top end talent and likely they're probably not going to get much in return. I can't really see them getting an impact player. That's going to at least equal his value. So I'll take the under on the Sixers. Um, the Miami heat are up next at number four uh, with a line of 48 and a half wins. According to Vegas, Zach, I already know what your uh, answer to this is, considering you had them uh, in the 60-win range. No, I said potentially. <laughs> potentially. I think this team is more built for the playoffs than they are a regular season team. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Some older guys, they don't mind being fourth. They don't mind being third, fourth. They don't have anything to prove in terms of regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, they can figure it as they as they go kind of thing. Yep. Um, but... There's just a, a lot of teams in the East that are going to be resting guys. And why wouldn't they? I mean, Kyle Lowry's durable. Jimmy Butler wants to play every game. Um, the Heat are going to be one of those teams resting guys. You don't think they're going to be, you don't think they're going to be resting all their old guys. They're like one of the oldest rosters in the league. Well, Drogic will be having a lot of rest, but Butler's going to want to play. And Drogic is not on the uh, Heat anymore. 
That's why I said he's not. He's going to be resting. He's not going to be playing. He's going, a lot. To, he's going to be resting out out of Miami. He's finally uh, got that burden out from under his shoulders, and uh, he's better for it. Anyway, Zach, go on, go on about the Miami Heat. Golf, golf king. <laughs> I mean, as you can tell, um, things have happened in the NBA since I last uh, picked up the microphone. That's right. Um, but my gut feeling is. <laughs> I think they have a better record than the Sixers. I think they'd have a better. I think they have a better record than the Sixers, and I'm taking the under on the Sixers. So I, the Heat have to replace that. Um, so not necessarily. They, if there's a log jam at the bottom of the East, there's there a lot of teams. A I'd be more surprised if they had 44 wins than if they had 49 wins. Personally, you'd be more, you'd be more surprised if they had 44 than 49. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would too. I okay. think. Okay. Um. I'm taking the over um, 60. Uh, I don't know what I said when I said uh, six. I, that was me. I think that was a guest on the pod. 60 is a little high. Um, <laughs> came out firing, flaming out. Firing. Thing. Uh, you, saw PJ, you saw PJ Tucker dominate Kevin Durant in the playoffs and overreacted <laughs> a little bit. But. All right. So you got the over. I'm going. Uh, this feels like a really good line. Um I'm going the slightest of unders with this. Um, I think they're probably like a 47-48 win team in the East. It's, I mean, the East is a little bit more logjam than it has been in past years, and I feel like they're probably if there's any injuries, they have not a whole lot of depth. Um, they have a lot of older guys who are probably going to rest a little bit. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on the Heat. I think they're definitely more built for the playoffs. Um, but again, I don't think that they're better than the Bucks or the Nets uh, when the playoffs come around either. So they're probably going to be like a Eastern Conference Finals type team, uh, I would assume. So yeah, um, anything else on the Heat before we move on? No. Let's go to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh Sitting at a 47 and a half uh, win total, according to Vegas. Uh, where do you got the Hawks landing, Zach? It's a great question. And I think the Hawks have been trying to figure it out for quite a while now. And, and by quite a while, I mean like two years. And they're one of those teams that may know their identity, may know who they are. And we saw that in the you know, Eastern Conference Finals last year. I mean... The uh, the Hawks gave you guys a run, and it was it was. I don't think they. In my mind, I was never worried that you. If I was a betting man on the Bucks, that you that you guys were going to lose that series. But oh, when Giannis got hurt, that was a different story. Well, man. when Giannis got hurt, but I, I still, you guys have a better. You guys have better defense. Uh-huh. That's something that they don't have that they lack. But in the regular season, defense doesn't matter as much. So they're still out to prove something. I think they got more younger guys trying to get you know accolades. So, I I'm t- I've been saying the over a lot, but <laughs> you are currently you are half and half. So okay, forty. You said forty seven. Forty seven and a half wins. Correct. What if I say? What if I say push? Uh, I mean, you can say push. You can say don't bet on this line, but uh, you have to make a decision, Zach. Ultimately. For all the marbles. Okay, if I had to put my hundred dollars on this game, 
this this series the season for the Hawks. Yeah, none of those things. It's a, it's a season, not not a yeah. series or a game. Oh, it's not okay. <laughs> um. I'll take I'll take I'll take I'll take the over. Take the over. Good man. I'm very high on the Hawks this year, Zach. Oh, really, Ben? That's right. How high? So high. This is a team, if I had a dark horse for the number one overall record in the conference, it would be the Hawks. Oh, boy. Outside of the top two. Yeah. Because the Hawks were so good last year. They were. Trey Young missed... uh, like he missed the first part of the season. Uh, he only played 63 games and they still kept on churning in his absence um, and made up for it even more when he was, uh, when he was there. I think that the Hawks are just going to keep getting better. Um, I think Trey Young's going to keep getting better. Um, they got a lot of talent on their roster and talent that's like conducive to winning regular season games. Um, they're like one of the deepest teams in the league, I think, when it comes to guys that can slot in on the wing and guards. Um, they might be. Uh, I mean, they even have a Kongwu and and Capella, big big man spots. So, um, I just think the Hawks are built for the regular season, and if these other teams like the Nets and the Bucks decide to, you know take some games off and stuff. I, I think they could definitely sneak into the number one seed at some point possibly. So I'm not saying that they're a necessarily a 60 win team, but that's it's within their range of outcomes. Um, so I'm going to hit the strong over at 47 and a half for the Hawks. And it's just impressive how quickly like Trey and Luca have turned good, good basketball from like a, a production standpoint to winning basketball. Mm-hmm. And they still have a certain level to go to get to that, you know, to a, that LeBron, Chris Paul level that, you know, whatever you do makes an impact on winning the game. Mm-hmm. But I think they are so much further ahead than anybody else at their their age where, you know, Booker and Kyrie, like they had worse teams at, around them at the early parts of their career. But it wasn't, there was probably times when they could have done a, a winning play or a winning shot and, or, you know, and they, they chose something else or they didn't have the experience and they were more just young players putting up points. And that's not what Trey and Luca do. They're, they're young players who put up points, but also win basketball games. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to the Boston Celtics uh, sitting just below the Hawks at 45 and a half uh, wins. Zach, uh, what are your thoughts on the Celtics this year? They so, have a little bit of a shuffled roster now. Um, would you like to read me to read off some of the acquisitions? Sure. I mean, I know the big news today was, you know, Jabari Parker being left off the L15, man. Yep, that's but, right. Uh, big we'll, loss there. Yeah. Um, so Dennis Schroeder is in. Um, Josh Richardson is in. Um, they have uh, Al Horford now. Um, Ennis Cantor shoring up that center rotation. And then uh, obviously behind Horford and Cantor, they still have Robert Williams. But uh, they lost um, Evan Fournier 
Um, so kind of replacing offense with a little bit of defense with Josh Richardson. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously still have the core together with Tatum and Brown smart. So. You know what, Ben? What? Forget everything I said about the heat. Okay. Put me for under on the heat. You're retroactively changing your, your heat. Over on the, over on the seas. I can't go over on the heat and the seas. So, you, so you, rather than you're going under on the heat, I'm going under on the heat. All right, I'm going over on the Celts. Okay, I just kind of have a gut feeling as I, I forgot some. I forgot Horford was coming back. I knew mm-hmm. I knew about Schroeder, um, and Marcus Smart. So Marcus Smart. <laughs> I, I I like I like this I like this team. Um, they're gonna be battling. It's gonna dude. The Eastern Conference playoffs is gonna be lit. Like, um, so. This is another team that I think is also they've they they have the output they can be explosive because I think a lot of the times Tatum Tatum and Brown last year were kind of trying to figure out how to fill all the missing pieces and and Kimba was a liability so now you got more guys who know how to play basketball who are more you know veterans but they also can be now they can be explosive and, and attack um, so how how much better is Schroeder going to be than Kemba do you think? I think Schroeder's a wild card. Uh, and if we, if we get if we get Schroeder's definitely Kemba, not Kemp, Kemba's a wild card. So is there much difference there? I the think there is. I think there is. I don't know if I really like Josh Richardson that much as a acquisition. You were, you were high on him like four years ago for the Heat, and then yep. he's been disappointing every place he's gone. Basically. Yep, pretty much. Um, Horford obviously isn't the same player that he was the last time he played for the Celtics, but. Uh, you know he's still a really good veteran. Um, he's he's not what he was, but he's he's still very. He's gonna make them better. Hey, you know? he's better than Tristan Thompson. I'll tell you that. That that's for damn sure. Um, and they need a big man. They need a big. Man. He's also also a player coach. He's like a linebacker out there. I mean, a linebacker. He calls in the plays, gets the guys in the right spots. Something the young guys, you know, maybe weren't ready to do last year. They were trying to find their own spots, not get other guys involved. They're getting their spots. So. He's kind of a coach on the court, little Bill Russell player coach. So I think uh, this the Celtics are going to win sixty eight games this year. Wow. Okay. And by sixty eight, I mean like whatever. They're going to win more than forty five, more more than forty six. <laughs> okay. Um, I God, I I hate the bottom of this conference so much. This is where it gets really hard for me. I'm taking but... the under on everything else except for the Bulls. I think. I'm taking the uh, okay. I'm taking the over on the Celtics forty five and a half. I hate okay. that. I hate okay. it. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> but uh, I do think that I do think Horford is going to help them a lot. They really needed a center that wasn't Tristan Thompson. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of things just went wrong for the Celtics last year. Um, and I think that kind of a regression back to the mean might, uh, might occur for them. So that's what I'm going to say, I think. Um, up next, the Indiana Pacers coming in at 42 and a half wins. Um, that would be good for seventh in the East as of the over-unders, New coach, Rick Carlisle, um, 
They basically have most of the same core that they had last year. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of injuries, and there have been a lot of injuries the past couple of years for the Pacers. Um, where, where do you see the Pacers slotting in this year? I, I feel like I always pick the under on the Pacers, and then every year they have like 46 wins. Or like forty-five wins. It's just like so. For they, I feel like I don't. I haven't. I haven't researched it, but I feel like they always just squeak past their over. Just a steady, consistent team that has will do no damage in the playoffs. Not worried about that at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm worried about them being consistent, playing good fundamental basketball, <laughs> and um, yeah. So I I want to take the under and then have the Bulls and Knicks make the playoffs, and maybe even the Hornets. So I'm going to take the under, but then lose money on it. Nice. Yeah, they, last year they were 34 and 38. Um, the year before that, they were 45 and 28. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, the Pacers are tough. They're just, I mean, they've been so injured, injury prone the last few years, um, and I think I don't know if I see that necessarily changing because the personnel hasn't really changed that much. Like Malcolm Brogdon's due to miss like at least a month of the season, probably with whatever <laughs> Dr. Ben check it in, <laughs> whatever back injury or foot injury he ends up having. He just has nagging injuries that always cause him to miss multiple weeks at a time. Um, like Warren uh, is just going to be coming back from injury. The last time he played was December of uh, 20. 2021 2020 this is 2021 so not 2021 um i just uh, rick carlisle is a really good coach though he's a really good offensive coach um good with the x's and o's um he was your coach of the year last year he was my coach of the year last year uh i am going to say 42 and a half i'm gonna say the under because I don't trust them from an injury perspective. And I think they'll be in the play-in, but not really sure about anything past that. Watch them be perfectly the only healthy team in the East and win 53 games and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. All right, so we both said the under there, right? We did. Okay. Unanimous under. We, we've been pretty much we've been in agree- a Yeah. We've been in agreement on every single one of these except for the Nets so far. So this is, this is where it's going to get interesting. This is where it's going to get interesting. Okay. Um, the Chicago Bulls at 42 and a half wins. Zach, you've yes. made your feelings clear on the Chicago Bulls. Clear? Yeah. I mean, they added. I mean, they you added. love the Bulls. Do, you're, a big, you're a big bull guy. When have I? <laughs> big bull shitter. You're about to say you're a big bull guy. Um, I, I if I'm taking the under on the Pacers, I'm gonna take them over on the Bulls. Um, they're gonna be an electric team. They're they're this is the team built for the regular season, and we say that a lot. What we mean by that is kind of running and gunning. Probably not the best half court offense, maybe not the best defense, but a team with young guys looking to prove something that can run up and down the floor and fly. And with Lonzo pushing the pace, um. Damar, we may see a different Damar. You know, we may not see a little ISO Joe version of Damar. We may see more of a Olympic Carmelo, huh? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with that, but um, so I think it would be a more running, gunning team. Team not built for the playoffs. Um, 
But what's interesting is they also do have one-on-one guys that when the game slows down with Levine and, and DeMar, so but they're not the most consistent guys. Levine could have 18 and he could drop 45. But So I think they're going to be a team that's trying to figure it out, but they're going to be electric. Um, uh, I wouldn't bet against this team making the playoffs. With the amount of expectations, I think a lot of people would take the over on this. I think a lot of people are, are kind of high on the Bulls. Yeah, I'm not as high on the Bulls from a, from a win total uh, perspective. I do think they're going to be a really, really fun team to watch. So um, they've, like, they've already shown that in the preseason. Yeah. But I think they're getting a lot more hype than they probably should from like a how they're going to stack up against the rest of the East just solely because of all the action that's going to be happening there. Like there's going to be a lot of fun offensive sequences on defense. On the other hand, though, down I, 20. <laughs> yeah. Their, their defense is probably going to be pretty bad. Like Vucevic is not a plus defender. DeRozan is a tr- terrible defender. Levine Lonzo's, is not, Lonzo's decent. Levine's not a good defender. Lonzo is Caruso is, um, they're going to have probably Kobe white playing some a decent chunk of minutes. He's not a good defender. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Patrick Williams is theoretically a good defender. Um, I think if they had a, I mean, if they had like a prime Celtics Al Horford instead of Vooch, because their their guard, if they play, had prime Pau Gasol. <laughs> but I mean, their guard, their guard defense will be good. But once you penetrate past Lonzo and, and, and Caruso. I mean, it's. I mean, who who says their guard defense is going to be good if DeRozan's going to be out there and Levine's going to be out there most of the time? I mean, their yeah, backup, their backup true. guard Caruso, is going to be a good defender, and then Lonzo is he going to guard threes? Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have uh, Caruso and Lonzo out there at the same time. Probably not, unless you want to put. Uh, you probably living at the four. You'd probably want to pair Lonzo with one of. Uh, Levine or DeRozan, and same with Caruso. Um, try to balance out the defense of that backcourt, but that's smart. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I, you said you were going with the over. Go with the over, so that they they supersede the Pacers, and to take that playoff spot. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the under on them. So, so are you saying eight seed? Are you going to say like out of the? Playoffs? I'm saying I'm saying they're in the play-in for sure. I don't know if they're eighth seed or not. Um, okay. I have a couple okay. other teams that I think could sneak close to there. Um, okay. So, I'm going to go with the under uh, because I don't. I, I just don't trust the Bulls. Wow. <laughs> um, let's move on to the New York Knicks sitting at an over-under of 41 and a half games. Uh, the Knicks were the fourth seed last year, and they basically brought it all back. Um, they did have some luck variants probably going their way last season. Um, when it came to defending three-pointers, opponents shot extremely low uh, three-point percentage against them, and they also shot a... Uh, pretty high three-point percentage themselves. So you could see some regression to the mean there a little bit. Um, This is, they're showing up in the eighth seed as the over-unders. That seems a little bit low to me. 
Um, I think the Knicks are still going to be decent. I don't really see a regression from Julius Randle like a lot of people are uh, projecting either um, because I think he had a season – if you look at his prior seasons before last year when he won most improved, like his per 36 stats were pretty on par with what he did when he played like 36 minutes a game. So oh, like, that's a, that's a deep dive, Ben. It really is. Um, so Zach, what do you think about this line? 41 and a half wins just over 500. Um, or I guess at 500, depending on if you take the over or under here. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, one of the most fair lines in my opinion. I think the, uh, um, oh, I mean they they got Kimba, right? Um, yep. So, where did Fournier go? He went to the Knicks. To the Knicks. Yep. So they got they got some guys. Um, I'd say they got the, a collection of guys is what the Knicks are. I would take the over, but the over the slide over at forty two. I think they lock in the eight seed. Um, taking the over to you know those keeping track at home. I'm taking the over on a lot of them. So I'm taking the over on one, two, three, four, five. So you've taken the over on five of the eight. Which, so that's not too bad. Not too because I think that the the wins that they're going to grab, they're going to grab them for these lower teams. Like there's, I think there's some wins, especially with the next team on our list that I think is a little overhyped. The Charlotte Hornets coming in at thirty-eight and a half wins. Um, Obviously, you have Lamelo. You've got Gordon Hayward. Um, they lost Devonte Graham this off season to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, they've got some good players there, like PJ Washington is uh, is pretty good, and they got Bridges. Um, but I don't know. I just I, the fit. I don't think they have enough top end talent to make this work. Uh, and I don't trust Gordon Hayward to stay healthy at all. So I would take the under on the Hornets. What about you, Zach? And um, I'm agreeing with you. I think that, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a Dr. Zach all of a sudden, but you know, LaMelo, smaller legs, legs aren't fully developed. I don't think he needs to do <laughs> spend a little bit more time in the old gym. So I think some lower body injuries are on in play this year for the old LaMelo. Um, the old Lamelo. So you got to watch out for that. Obviously, Gordon Hayward is a is a walking mash unit. <laughs> um, sorry, Gordon. Um, I think this is going to be a similar similar to last year. They're going to go on some runs. They're going to have some beautiful plays. I mean, they play a good brand of basketball when they're when they're flowing. They're flowing right. Uh, um, but one injury really messes up their flow. And the, like Ben said, the top end talent is not there on other teams. And the top end the talent that they do have, they have. Really, nobody, they have like zero depth. So once one of those guys goes down, the flow stops and doesn't flow as much. Um, <laughs> flow stops and doesn't flow as much. Worse to live by. Worse to live by. So I think this is a hard under. Um, I think this is like a 28-win team. Um, the East got better on the top end. Did they really get better? They got healthier. So um, I think it's going to be a similar season to last year where um, – they, they they don't the, the they don't have as many teams to beat. They're going to get cheap wins for the bad teams, but they're going to get beat up by the better teams. Yeah, looking at this roster, I, I do not like it at all. No, um, they do have Kelly Oubre this year. I kind of forgot about that. I didn't realize he signed with them, um, but he didn't really have a very good season last year with no. the Warriors. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, center rotation is uh, headlined by Mason Plumley. Um, I guess PJ Washington can kind of play some small ball five, but I, I'm not going to front with you. I've never even heard of Nick Richards or Vernon Carey, and those are their other two centers. Um, hey, you and then they've they... got they've just got a lot of young guys uh, on their roster. So um, I just don't really see this team being very good. You know who they should trade for? Who? Just like just tossing like two second rounders, Mo Bamba. I thought you were gonna say Ben Simmons. No. This is a team that I could you know I could get behind a little Ben Simmons uh, trade. What do they have to lose? Get them some top end talent. Get a little veteran. Veteran, yeah. I guess but they have to give. Point. They're gonna have to give uh, Lamelo. The only veteran still eligible for Rookie of the Year. Oh, still making those jokes in 2021. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we're All both right. in agreement. We're hitting the under on the Hornets. We are. Um, we have only disagreed on one team or two teams. Love the group. Love the group. Think uh, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. This is a tricky one, kind of. Uh, sitting at 35 and a half wins um, via the Be- Vegas line. Um, the Raptors lose Kyle Lowry, obviously. Um, they get a top four pick in the draft. They draft uh, Scotty Barnes, who pretty raw offensive talent, but a uh, really, really good defender. Kind of like a... Siakam archetype a little bit. Um, the Raptors' half-court offense is putrid. Disgusting. Um, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet had to single-handedly carry that, and now one of those guys is gone. Um, Scotty Barnes... Let's just say there was a lot of players on the board. Um... He has a lot of potential, but uh, when it comes to fit, they kind of needed some guys who could be perimeter creators, and he does not fit that bill. And I don't think that uh, that's ever going to be his strong suit. So, Zach, where do you have the Raptors? 35.5 seems low. Uh, they had a... They had a tough season last year where they were playing in fucking Florida uh, and didn't have any home games. So there's got to be some regression to the mean for some of these uh, games from last season, I would think. I think, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about them winning any games, quite frankly. You think they're going to tank? I, I have no reason to win. The only reason they had to win was if Kyle Lowry was going to stay and it looks like, you know, helping out with his legacy or something. I, I like, there's just they got, they got a lot of they got a lot of guys. They got nobody. They just don't, they don't have many guys that can create. They got, I mean, Siakam's going to spin move his way. You got Fred VanVleet. Dryer's going to be injured all year. And Malachi be, Flynn, he's pretty cool. It's a cool guy. Gary Trent. They got Gary Trent now. They got they got Speed. They got OG. OG. Oh, they got they got Sam Decker. Oh, this changes everything. Isaac Ken Birch. Isaac, yeah, Ken Birch, Isaac Bonga, Chris Boucher. We're just naming. We're just naming players just on naming the roster names. now. We're just naming names. Um, 
33 and a half when you still have Van Vliet and Siakam seems a little low. Yeah. That's what I'm... Th- or 35 and a half? 35? No, under, under, under. You're going to win 34 games. 34, book it. Book it. Ah, I hate this line. <laughs> I hate it. Uh... It's a mean line. Because I have I because I have the Heart Hornets on the under, I'm gonna go over. Okay. But it's, it's 36 wins from the Toronto Raptors. So you're it. saying 36, I'm saying 34, and that could that could change your fortunes. That could put a kid through college. That really could. Uh, we also have to disagree on more of these, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> for, for ratings, <laughs> for, for ratings. Uh, yeah. That's what the show's all about. Um, let's go to the Washington Wizards. Hey, let's uh, not let's not compromise our journalistic integrity. All right, for for just view temporary views. All right, say no, what this you, is, say what you believe this, in. This is a clickbait show only. Um, <laughs> this is the brought to you by the Ringer. Uh, Washington Wizards over soon. under line at thirty three and a half wins. Um, this seems low. To me. Wins? 33 and a half wins, yes. Seems high. I'm slamming, high? I'm slamming the under. Well, that depends if... That entirely depends if Bradley Beal gets vaccinated. Even if he does. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie and, uh, and Bradley Beal. And Kyle and, Kuzma. And, plus they have... Yeah, I mean, they... they That's say what sad. you want about... Ka- Say what you want about Kyle Kuzma, but they, you know, they got more depth than they had last year. They got Montrezl Harrell, they got Kyle Kuzma, real NBA players. You know, Daniel Gafford improved a lot at the end of last season. Davis Bertans, he could only have a better season than he had last year, right? No. They got Kentavious Caldwell Pope. He's a really, really, really solid player. You're just naming, think, you're naming players who performed terribly on the Lakers last year. And by terribly, I mean KCP had a solid season. But Harold was disappointing. Harold was disappointing, but I don't know. I just feel like they've got more depth than they did last year. And Spencer Dinwiddie, if anything, is more consistent than Russell Westbrook without on a Westbrook, game-to-game basis. Without Westbrook, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, but without Westbrook, they also get closer to the playoffs. Like, he single-handedly lost them and won them games. That's, the, that's po- the experience. Exactly, but my point is, with more consistency, typically that trends to more wins. I'm gonna hit the over on the Washington Ooh. Wizards. They're one of my they're one of my playing guys. No way. Yeah. This is a fat under. I'm saying like 26 wins. Oh, this is the first one we really disagree on. Yeah, this this is what the viewers have. You should put the timestamp in for this one. People want to yeah. hear this conversation. I just I, I think I think people are gonna be traded. Uh, like you said, who's going to be traded? Harold's gone. Like someone's going. Why would he be gone? He just got traded there. They'll have a buyout or something. Like Harold's not going to want to play on the fucking Wizards. He's probably Kuzma. Probably he's probably done with Kuzma's bullshit. Um, KCP is going to get bought out. They're going to be horrible. Let's say Beal doesn't play for like twenty games. They're going to be horrible. They're going to win out. It's going to be bad. Kuzma's going to like uh, be Beale dropping like Beale. twenty-two points a game on like a, a, a five per. It's going to be a this- terrible scene. This isn't like Kyrie not getting vaccinated. Like Beal can play home games with the Wizards. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he's gonna get COVID. Okay. 
So he's got the he, he's got the sick games and shit. So if he gets COVID, he's gone for what a week and a half. I don't know the protocol, but that's that's like three games, three or four games. Okay, so then Kyle Kuzma steps up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a, he's an all star now, Ben. That's right. He's an Eastern um, Conference all star. That's right. Noah uh, Noah always said if he gave Kuzma his own team, he would be an all star. We're about to see that. We're about to find that out. We're, I mean, having Bradley Beal and Spencer Dinwiddie isn't exactly having your own team. Dinwiddie's but. coming off a, a fucking ACL or Achilles tear or whatever that was. And, he, and he's looked great in the preseason. Preseason, brother. Caruso he's, looks good in the preseason. Caruso looks like prime Magic Johnson in the preseason. That's right. <laughs> and and you're, what, what are you saying? You wanted to take the under on the Bulls. Cleveland Cavaliers under. over under set under. at 26 and a half. 10 wins. 10 wins. <laughs> <laughs> 26 and a half wins. That's so I could high. See, I could see this team winning like 28, 29 wins. Oh my God. Bet on it then. I will. I will. <laughs> No, you won't, pussy. I will. No, I you will won't. do it. Open book or take a screenshot and post it. I will. All right. I will. On our Instagram I'm story, on the Backstreet GM podcast Instagram story. I'm betting the over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, you Listen, do I, be- I, I believe in. I believe in Colin Sexton. Oh, my God. I believe in Jared Allen. I believe in Evan Mobley. Oh, Evan Mobley is a transgenerational talent. All right. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> D- Dylan Windler looked pretty good in the preseason. They got Ricky Rubio now. He he stabilizes that backcourt a little bit more. I could easily see this team beating up on the Detroit Pistons, the Orlando Magics, the Toronto Raptors, the you took the, you took the over. Hornets. You took the over on the Raptors. I'm saying the Raptors could be inconsistent throughout the year. <laughs> I am smashing. Oh the no! Over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Are they a playing team for you? No. Okay. But you don't. You don't have to be a playing team to get 30 wins or 29 wins. I agree. So Are they could be a playing team. They could be a playing team. Oh. They could get there. They could get the tenth seed. Yeah, maybe if like I'm not I'm not ruling it out of the realm of possibilities. Maybe if the Eastern All Star game was like bombed and catches fire. I'm really glad we're disagreeing on some of these at the end here. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So, do you have any reasoning other than fuck the Cavs? They're uh, horrible. Okay. Okay. The Detroit Pistons. Also, are, is Kevin Love playing? Do we even know? I mean, he probably will. He's not good. He's not good. He hasn't picked up a basketball in five years. Who's 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 a more net positive on the court, uh, Kevin Love or Laurie Markkinen? Kevin Love. Is that, a, que- Lo- is that a question? Because they have Laurie Markkinen now. At this point, I don't know with Kevin Love. Love was on the fucking Olympic roster for like a little bit. Okay, well, it's P- Craig Popovich. So we've all seen how he's. Uh, Turned out the last couple of years. <laughs> Playing the old 16 foot and in game. Pounded it inside with Damar and Aldrin. Yeah. The um, uh, the yeah. Detroit Pistons line is set at 24 and a half wins. 
To be fair, real quick, I forgot about Kevin Love a little bit. Okay. All right, I'll say twenty-one wins for the Cavs instead of ten. Yeah. He's a he's a he's an eleven game <laughs> above replacement. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I forgot about Kevin Love. Yeah. Twenty-one instead of ten. <laughs> God, that's the guy that changed your mind. I guess. That's... Hey, spreads the floor. Okay. The Detroit Pistons twenty-four and a half under. Under. Smash it. Smash it. Um, not a ton to say here. The Pistons are not good. And, uh, you know, Cade Cunningham, say what you will about him. He might be a generational talent. Rookie point guards do not usually have a positive effect on their teams. A lot of times it takes a while to figure out that position. And uh, I'm not going to say that the Pistons exactly have the best environment for him to develop in. Um, plus, no shooters. Uh, I mean, a point guard needs shooters in today's NBA. Yeah, th- that's very true. Um, I was gonna. What, what, what was I gonna say? Um, well, Sadiq Bay is really good, but Killian Hayes had one of the worst shooting seasons of all time, and they're probably gonna be paying, playing him a lot of minutes. Um, it's, it's, hey, t- it's a tough scene, Detroit. Kelly Olynyk could change everything. The Lions are bad. The Tigers are not good. Lions, Tigers, and Bears, oh my. I don't know if the Red Wings are good, but... Yeah. Um, it's, a tough scene. it's a tough scene in Detroit. Okay. Well, we both smashed the under there. The Orlando Magic. Just below them at 22 and a the half. The Orlando up. Magic. Losing two of their best players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not having Jonathan Isaac the entire year. Oh, three, be- three of their best players. Um, Magic suck. They're going to stink. Um... Suggs is a pretty good player, good rookie, um, but like I said about rookie guards, usually doesn't work out too well in year one from a impact perspective. Um, yeah, LaMelo Ball did horribly for the Hornets. You're right, buddy. What, were they a playoff team? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> you got hurt. Smashing the under on the Magic. What about you? Surprisingly, Ben, I'm going to take the over. You're disgusting. Why? They, they won 21 games last Bet year. Bet on it. Bet on it. Bet $20 on it. I don't have a Bovada. I, I bet $20 in, I live on in it. Texas. Bet for me. I'll, I'll demo you. I'll let you to bet for me. Okay. Okay? Because so you, so you can take the fucking tax. You can have that on your tax form. Cool. I don't want that. On, I don't want to see my, I don't want my account to see that I bet on this. <laughs> I think that they won 21 games in a COVID-saturated year. I guess Aaron Gordon was part of some of those. Honestly, Vucevic was part of some of them. Vucevic was okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. Nope. Yep. You already changed your mind. No, nope. I'm taking the under. Nope. You've changed your mind on two multiple. No, just two. God, I do not want to bet on the magic. Smart money does not have their money on the magic. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. <laughs> if you bet on this game, you should. We should put a gambling hotline. Uh, yeah, you, you need to seek help. Yeah, I said, that, game. That's... I said game again, so it's season. But... Yeah, okay. Let's go to the Western <laughs> Conference. Um, well, over under how many times Zach says game instead of season? Mm, many. Many. Uh, Moving on. The Utah Jazz uh, sitting at an over under of 52 and a half wins. Um, added Rudy Gay to the mix while losing 
Derek Favors. Um, not a ton of other um, wins or ads or losses here. Uh, I guess they have Eric Paschal now. I didn't know that. But um, other than that, not a whole lot of things mixed up for the Jazz. Um, consistently one of the top teams in the West record-wise. I'm going to take the over on 52.5 for the Jazz. I don't see any reason why they would have a different regular season record from last year, um, other than maybe the loss of Derek Favors, who was really good for their defense. But uh, I just think with the other teams in this conference, um, I could see the the Suns doing it, but uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, I think they're just going to have too many rest days for their guys and the Lakers particularly their depth is a little suspect behind the top two so um I'm gonna say the over for the Jazz yeah and I agree with you I think there's no I mean they have been consistently one of the top regular season teams in the Western Conference over the last five years or so Mm -hmm. um and by top I mean sometimes they're four or five but um that's they're one of the most durable teams. I mean, yep. Um, so why would why and they won fifty? What they won fifty two last year? Let me see. Yeah, they won fifty two games last year in a COVID year. In a shortened season, seventy two games. Wait, so I, I maybe no, I'm looking at the right thing. Yeah, seventy two. Um, so why would they not win more this year? Unless it was interesting is it looks like fifty two, fifty two, fifty one. They think it's going to be a tighter. We think it's we're going to be a tighter East. I think. West, you mean? No, I'm, I'm, it looks like the odds makers have a tighter West at the top. I guess we do as well. We kind of stratify the. Okay, I thought for a second I was looking at. I'm sorry, I was rambling a little bit there. Um, we have the Nets and and the Bucks a little higher than the rest of the teams, so that that kind of makes sense. I got confused for a second. Yeah. Um, but as yeah. far as the Jazz here, I, I'm with you, brother. I don't see. I, I mean, this could be a 61 win team. I think Smart Money has the over here. I agree. And uh, keep the regular season engine rolling for for Utah. Uh, let's go to the Los Angeles Lakers, who uh, are sitting at fifty two and a half wins. Um, I'm going to take the under on this. Uh, you know, the Lakers last year dealt with some injuries, and they were sitting towards the bottom of the West had to play the play-in tournament. So um, obviously we talked about Russell Westbrook being the guy who could win you games, guy who could lose you games. Um, if they're relying on him too much, if, you know, AD or LeBron are out for a little while, this team is not going to perform well. They don't have the depth there. Um, Basically, their depth is completely hinged upon those heliocentric players that they have in their top two, three, maybe. Um, So when you take that heliocentric gravity force away, um, it doesn't really translate to good basketball from those bench players. So I'm hitting the under. See, here... Also, 
we we say jazz. I want to go back to the jazz just for like thirty seconds. So we said jazz over Jesus, but I, we're not, not as well. This isn't too bad of a derailment. I just a quick. Are you worried about them being in the finals? I'm not. We're no, taking the over, not. but I right, just want to make sure we's not like, shifting our viewpoint. Nobody, all right. nobody's saying they're going to be in the finals. Just no, making nobody, sure. Nobody's smart anyway. <laughs> um, and we know the fans in Utah aren't smart. Um, all right, wow. So they, wow. So I uh, think the, I think the Lakers. I'm taking the over on this one, buddy. I'm taking the big over. I'm saying 59, 61, maybe even 63. Jesus Christ. Um, this could be this could be a dominating performance from them. AD is not going to play many games. We we know that, but I think LeBron he's taking his uh, taking his gummies if you know what I mean. And you say they don't have depth, and for me they got I, I'm big on Rondo. They got Rondo, and they got shooters. They got a bunch of shooters. Um, they have no defense this year. No defense. Whatsoever. No defense. But who needs defense in the race? They lost season? their entire identity from one year to the next. Losing Caruso and KCP was massive. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna front that. But they got Howard and Howard. They're what they are sacrificing on the perimeter. They're gonna increase in the paint. Howard was so underrated during that finals run. I think he had like 20 boards the other night in the preseason. So I think Howard's gonna be big for him. Um, it's okay. They don't like the Heat. Didn't have the insane perimeter defense like with LeBron. I mean, Chalmers was decent. Cole was not terrible. So. Ray Allen was not a good defender at that point in his career. Wade was a solid defender. So they don't Wade have was good and you know, yeah, Ky- Kyrie was a terrible defender, objectively. I mean, so they don't they didn't always play with great LeBron's not always used to playing with great perimeter defenders. He makes it work. So um I think they got a bunch of shooters. And what's cool, what's gonna be interesting is a, a couple of those shooters are gonna rise to the top. They're gonna start getting more minutes. Um Melo's there just just to get a ring. I think he's gonna have some cool moments and some clutch moments maybe in the playoffs as far as meaningful minutes. I don't know. I don't know if he's depth. He's gonna be impact player every now and then. I guess there's a lot of things going on with the Lakers, and I think they got a lot of bodies. And you have Westbrook, LeBron, and Rondo. Not many guys. Not many teams have three guys that have experience running an offense. Now you can say what you will about Rondo and Westbrook, and they're both kind of wild cards, but. They're, they're with LeBron now, and LeBron is a – I'll say what you want about LeBron. He's a hell of a leader, I, I think. so. Um, and they, there's so many different variables they can run here, and they, if they have rest days, they have different guys that can fill in and handle the ball. With three – three at one point in their careers, elite, elite point guards, there, there's a certain amount of basketball IQ that, that they just have on the floor at all times. Other teams don't. Now, they're also they're also all seventy years old, and that's I was just, uh, yeah exactly I was just about to say that now does that translate to regular season wins? I'm gonna say it does. I'm gonna say it doesn't. And for the same reason that I said that the Heat are more of a playoff built team than a regular season built team, they got a lot of old guys. Um, the Lakers more so than the Heat have guys just that are depth but only depth when you have those top tier players on the floor. Like they can't really, you know, be impactful for wins on their own, um, which was kind of the point I was making. So if you lose one of, if you, if you lose LeBron say for a month of the season, like you did last year or even a couple weeks, I don't know how many wins they're going to eke out 
Um, and, you know, so Anthony Davis might miss a big chunk of games too. He's been kind of injury prone. Um, if you have Westbrook as the only guy kind of in that offense then as an engine, um, you're going to be in trouble with those other guys on the floor. So I'm hitting the under um, just from a all the things that could go wrong uh, over the course of a regular season for the Lakers. Um, you were t- talking about how they're kind of adaptable. They can do some things with Westbrook and stagger the minutes and all that. But um, I think at the end of the day, they're not hitting 53 wins this year in the regular season. And just one more thing. Great points. And I wish we had a little bit more time on this because it's the Lakers and, you know, it's an important team in the NBA. Big market bias here from Zach. Big market bias. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's a big market. Wherever LeBron goes, there's a LeBron bias. LeBron went to to fucking, I don't know, the Orlando Magic. We talk about him. Um, big market bias, Orlando. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know what your point was. You kind of lost. Was. You lost your train of thought there. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, doesn't really matter. I just think that we think different things about the Lakers, and that's cool. Um, health will be a <laughs> health will be a. I, it's just we talk about all these top teams, and I think about any team when you bet on them, you have to worry about health and think about durability. And LeBron, for the most of his career, has been durable. So, are these just anomalies when he's getting older, or just anomalies, or are they just a part of getting older in his body? Um, adjusting to being older, so yep, I think they may be more one-off. And like that's the like LeBron, like last thing on LeBron, I guess. Man, just the LeBron podcast today. Well, I feel like you know some of our listeners have not appreciated some of the things we've said about LeBron in the past. Um, one last thing on LeBron: when he was younger, he was able to play through injuries. He was ironclad, and but he was he was but he was he was elite when he was doing that. Now. He's a he's still elite when he's healthy, but he's I think he's at the point of his career where when he's hurt, he's genuinely hurt and he can't power through it as much. And that's no fault of him. When he's healthy, he's a top five player in the, in, in basketball. Um, just I just you know for the sake of if my money was on the Lakers, I hope he stays healthy because like I mean, as much as Westbrook can try to carry a team, he's a he's a fucking bull in a china shop. So we'll see. Yep. I think they have like we they have options and LeBron has a lot he can do as a coach and as a player in this. So. Yep. I agree. Let's move on to the Phoenix suns Uh, over under win total at 51 and a half games. Uh, Where do you have the suns this year? Exactly. Mostly ran it back. Mostly ran it back. I think. I think that's good. I think it's good, but I'm going to take the under, I think. Um, they're a team that's more built for the playoffs, as we say. They won 51 games last year in a shortened playoffs, but a shortened season. But I think that was a lot. The Laker they took a lot of what the Lakers' wins would have had. And I think I'm going to bet on Lakers' health this year. Smart money has the Lakers being healthy. I don't even, I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but yeah, it's not where the smart money is. <laughs> but um, especially at their line of 52 and a half, a lot of people are expecting some injury concerns, as they should. But I'm going to bet on Lakers' health. And I'm going to say that the Suns' wins that they won last year, uh, that they had over what they were expected, are going to get scaled back a little bit because the Lakers are going to take some of that. The Warriors are going to take some of that. But then the Clippers are going to fall off a little bit too. So 
There's going to be wins to be had, and the Suns will be a good team. I'm going to say 50 wins for the Suns. It'll be close. I'm going with the over on the Suns uh, in the same light as I had the Lakers with the under. Um, I think the Suns running it back is a good thing. I think it's always um, better for regular season success when you have a group that you're familiar with. Um, There's less figuring it out along the way. Um, I think one of the Suns' biggest uh, weaknesses last year was big man depth, or at least having a solid center rotation. Um, And this year they added JaVale McGee to that mix. Um, So I think that could actually help them uh, win more games during the regular season by just having that option available, Um, have another uh, defensive-minded player uh, playing the five there. Don't have to put Dario Saric out there at the five as often. You don't have to put Jalen Smith out there at the five as often. Um, so having McGee there to s- spell Aiton's starters minutes, I-, I think is helpful for them. Um, but other than that, I mean, just running it back, they had a phenomenal team last year and I don't see that changing. Um, Chris Paul, obviously getting older, you could see maybe some injuries come up with him. Um, but I think the Suns are a team that even without Chris Paul, I think they can still rack up regular season wins. So, yeah, yeah, uh, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be a team to uh, a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs for sure. And I'm saying fifty. So I'm, I. Yeah, I would not be if they got fifty three. I wouldn't be surprised. This is a tough one to bet on, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a pretty solid line. I, I have the Suns as a top two team in the West record wise, though. So okay, let's move on to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, sitting at fourth in the West at forty eight and a half wins. Uh, Zach, where do you fall with the Mavericks this year? They went from one of the most respected most intelligent, most, I'd say most Belichick-like coach in in the NBA, aside from Popovich. I was going to say. Aside from Popovich. Um, to Jason Kidd. I'd say what you will about Jason Kidd, but it's Jason fucking Kidd. I will and say a lot about Jason Kidd. <laughs> he set Giannis's development back probably two years, and that says a lot because Giannis developed a, uh, an, ext- uh, an insane amount underneath him. But that's more to Giannis's credit. From yeah. I've, I've been lectured that I've been drilled into my head that Jason K was bad for Giannis, and I believe I believe that. Um, uh, we don't know Porzingis's health, right? Um, I I just feel like they didn't really get better, and they've tried to do that Drogic trade. I think that Drogic trade would have been insane. Um, from just a chemistry standpoint, I mean Drogic's best days are behind him. We saw that in the playoffs, and his his I don't know about that leg and him defending like he was getting abused. Um, by you guys, but I think that Drogic trade would have just kind of developed that European circle of trust. And I don't, I don't know. Luke is kind of behind it, right? But I see, I see a big under here. I see like Dallas sputtering into the playoffs just because Luke is doing his damnedest. I see a six seed, seven seed. Yeah, I see a six or seven seed for the Mavericks, too. I'm hitting the under on them. Uh, for the reasons you mentioned, the Jason Kidd experience, um, I think I was, I was talking with uh, Ty Windish the other day on our episode that dropped 
this weekend. Um, and he and I both agreed that if there's going to be a coach that's going to get fired from his superstar this year, it is going to be Jason Kidd and Luca. Um, cause Jason Kidd rubs most people the wrong way, I would say, but <laughs> Luka Doncic is a very strong willed superstar. Um, some would say a bratty superstar, but, uh, I don't see the, that relationship doing well if things get off on the wrong foot. Um, I just think, I don't know the, the, the Mavericks, the biggest mistake the Mavericks made last year was trading or not trading, I guess swapping. Was it a trade? I can't even remember. I, I think like, it was it's not like Curry trading Curry for Richardson. Yeah. They let Steph Curry go to the Sixers and, and got Josh Richardson in return. And that was a big mistake. I thought it was a pretty decent move at the time because the Mavericks were so good on offense and they really struggled on the perimeter defensive side. So Josh Richardson theoretically would fit well, but he kind of tanked their offense in a lot of situations more than anticipated. Um, and, and Hardaway streaky, like and, and, and last playoff series, it's like if Hardaway had more than 20 points, they, they won the game except for I think one time. Yeah. So, and hard and Hardaway can go crazy, but yeah, he's not, he's not consistent. So Reggie Bullock's good. I like I like the Reggie Bullock ad that they had uh, this offseason. Sterling Brown, uh, he, he can be good. He's a good role player at the very least. Um, yeah, Frank Niakina now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, for the reasons we stated, Mavericks on the downward trend, not the upward trend, I would say. Um Let's move on to the Golden State Warriors sitting at fifth in the West. 48 and a half wins. This is a tough one. I don't I don't know where I mean this line seems high to me. Um you're gonna have Clay Thompson coming back from injury, theoretically. Um you have Steph Curry, obviously, you have Draymond. Um Jordan Poole's looking good. <laughs> Wiggins uh I guess played better than people thought he would last year a little bit maybe he had some um, bright moments when does Clay come back January right ish I to be honest that's something I should know but no. uh, I'm looking it up right now well before you bet on this game viewers um make sure you know <laughs> make sure you know um, targeting Christmas Day return Okay. So like Accor- a- no, according to August 20th, and then it was pushed back to January. Okay. So it got pushed back already. That's not uh, a great sign. It's not great, and he's you know he's probably going to play limited minutes for a couple weeks. I'm taking the under on the Warriors, and I think it's a strong under, um, especially with the nature of Clay Thompson's injury and them pushing it back. It could go further than January even. Um and that's not to say that Clay Thompson's going to be the same Clay Thompson that he was when he first got injured two years ago. So, what's interesting about Clay is he was kind of trending towards that. He was almost trending towards like to work on his game to being that playmaker off the dribble. And now I think he doesn't have to focus on that as much. He can go back to being setting. You know, Draymond's going to set the screens and he's going to hit his spot. So his game, he's kind of like a Ray Allen in a way that Ray Allen. 
you know, can still be effective and not have to worry. I mean, but you know, there's still a lot of movement involved going around screens and running around. So the stamina has got to be there. And that's, that's an interesting point. I just brought up good job, Zach, that stamina of being a spot up shooter. There's a lot of running around. You're not cutting as you're not, you know, yeah, quick, if your cuts, not, if your cuts aren't as sharp, if you're not as quick as you used to be that you can lose some of your edge, lose some of your edge, you, those valuable milliseconds of, of his quick release that I don't know if he's going to be able to make it up now. I mean, but I, I said that poorly. I'm saying like, like you just said, if you don't hit that, if you don't hit your uh, lines right, you know, well, what could have been an open shot may now be a slightly contested or a heavily contested shot, you know, um, but he's a hell of a shooter and he's going to get his legs under him. So I, I'm with you. I think that this line is, it's, there's a lot that has to go right for this line to happen. That's not usually how lines work. Mm-hmm. So I think smart money has the under, but they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. So they're a playoff team. Clay will get his feet under him by the playoffs. We're just kind of being negative. About, I think I'm, I'm being a little negative about Clay just in the regular season. Um, but he's going to get his, I think he's going to get his feet back. And I, I wasn't kidding about Jordan Poole, by the way. Um, it, could be nasty. it could be a Jordan Poole, most improved player, potentially. I, smart money has Jordan Poole. What's the line on that? What's the what's the what's the line on uh, how yeah. many times Zach's gonna say smart money in this podcast? <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, long story short, I'm taking the under on the Warriors in in the regular season, but I'm, I'm gonna be worried about them in the playoffs. I think the over under is close to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers win total. Oh my god, you don't have them making the playoffs? No, on your uh, saying smart oh. money oh. podcast. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> smart money smart money says otherwise <laughs> um, for the, you're talking about the warriors still right uh i'm, I'm do done I, personally where do uh, i have where i have them because you said you don't have them making the playoffs no oh I have, yeah no i mean i have the warriors making the playoffs i think they're probably going to be closer to six or seven than four or five like they have them here yeah um, i agree so i could see 43 wins I could see it. Maybe, um, maybe less. Maybe less. Well, 43 wins, that might not even make it to the playoffs in the West. I think they're higher than 43, maybe. But it, it, I don't know. They're going to be in that range. The Denver Nuggets are up next, um, sitting at 47.5 wins. This is a tough one, too, because of the status of Jamal Murray. Um, it's... It's really tough because the, the Nuggets still played well in the playoffs without him. Um, obviously, they came up short, but they had some guys that stepped up in his absence, like Michael Porter Jr. Um, they get Will Barton back now. He, he was injured for a lot of last season. Um, you know, They have Austin Rivers. They have a couple guys in there. Like Campazzo handled the ball a lot uh, for them. Monte Morris, um, so they have some guys there. They they get they have Aaron Gordon now, obviously. Um, in addition to Porter Junior, Jokic, Jeff Green, um, so, so they got some players on the roster. I think it, it's tough because I really I don't see teams near the bottom of the West gaining a ton of wins um the nuggets they just seem like a team that can still do it the engine could still work you know 
even down one of their best players. Where do you have the Nuggets? I, yeah, I think you just laid out a, a really good picture of where the Nuggets are at. And I have them over, buddy. I have them over. I have them over too, I think. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I, I don't love it. I don't love you it. don't love it? I don't love it. But uh, I do have them over, I think. They're just a team that wins games. And they're like the Pacers of the West, but a better version of the Pacers. A way better version. Of the, that's such a... No, I meant in terms of like consistency. <laughs> ste- no, no, I'm not talking about quality of team. I'm talking about like steady, steady. You're not going to get highs and lows as much with the with the Nuggets. They're just, they're a team. It's going to go out and they're going to try to win games. They're not trying to rest their guys. They're not going to... They're, they're trying to win every game. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I agree with you. I think that the Nuggets are probably going to keep that regular season engine rolling, um, even with the injuries. So let's go to the Los Angeles Clippers uh, coming in at seventh in the West, according to Vegas, at 45 and a half wins. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard is going to miss a huge chunk of the year, if not most of it. Um, So it's going to be the Paul George show here um, with supporting cast of players. Where do you see the Los Angeles Clippers? I don't like the line going from 47 and a half to 45 and a half between the Nuggets and Clippers. I like it. Like I'm saying in terms of the next person, the next team, but I doesn't really, I don't really matter what the line is for the Clippers. I'm taking the under. So I think I'm taking the under Kawhi is not going to be there, man. I mean, it's going to be the Paul George and Eric Bledsoe show. And hey, to Eric Bledsoe is a pretty good regular season player. And to me, that sounds like a 34-win team. Oh, jeez. I have no faith in the Clippers to win a single basketball game this year. And by single basketball game, I mean like 34 games. 35. It's the under. Smart Money has the under here. Reggie Jackson. Nope. Serge Horrible. Ibaka, Washed. Morris. Washed. Vaka Zubac. Well, I've never been good aside from like two weeks on the Lakers when then they traded him. Nick Batum. So washed. Luke Kennard. Terrence Mann. They don't get minutes. Terrence Mann gets minutes. No, I mean, uh, Kennard doesn't get minutes. Kennard was unplayable for them in the playoffs. Kennard will get minutes. (laughs) Now he will. Now that they don't have uh, Kawhi. I'm going (sighs) to... No way. No no way they win 46. I I mean... (sighs) No way. Who do you have above them in the West? Nuggets, Blazers, Grizzlies, Pelicans. You have the Pelicans ahead. Okay. Yeah. I'm confident in taking the over now that you said the Pelicans. You think that? Do you think the Clippers are going to win 46 games? I do, and I think they're going to win exactly 46. They games. won 47 last year. I think they're going to win exactly 46. <laughs> That's convenient for you. So you think it's a good line at 45 and a half? I think it's a horrible line. If you're taking think- the over, if you're taking the over. I think it's a, I think it's a good line. A lot has to go right, buddy. A lot has to go wrong. <laughs> no, they just have to play basketball and they'll go wrong. <sighs> you might be right, but I'm going with the over. The slightest of okay. overs. Okay, I don't mind disagreeing. Um. Okay, let's go to the Portland Trailblazers sitting at forty-four and a half wins. New coach. Um. But the Blazers are running the core back 
Um, I would tend to have the Blazers with the over. What, what, what do you think? Healthy? I mean, they, they get Yusuf Nurkic back now. So Yeah, that, that was helps. a big thing. We were talking about that in some of our pods. Are they going to lose him? If they lose Nurkic, I'm taking the under. I don't think they are going to lose Nurkic because oh. with Dame still being there, I think he'll stay. So I'm going to go with the over on the Blazers. Absolutely, I like, dude. I like I like the Blazers. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're probably the team in the NBA that has the most to prove this year, I think. I mean, let's see. Maybe maybe the Heat, but I don't know. Maybe the Bulls ish, but every I mean the Bulls are kind of like eh, maybe they're. I think the most is riding like they're gonna blow up the. We've been talking about this probably people been talking about this for a while whether to blow up the Blazers or not, but I think I think this may be the year that they just kind of decide if they lose in the playoffs like badly in the playoffs again or disappointingly in the playoffs why why keep running it back? Well, yeah. people have been saying this for like six years now. Especially with the way that, you know, Dame, this offseason was more turmoil for the Blazers and Dame than it's ever been in the past. Like, yep. there could be a reason to want to shake things up in, as opposed to losing him. So, And Dame loves Portland, so Dame's going to try his best. Mm-hmm. Dame's going to be balling. But I think McCollum knows that he kind of fucked up some shit last year, especially yeah. in the playoffs. So, I like Narkic as a player. He's a, he's a, fucking, he's a fucking grinder, man. Um, I like the over. I like a big over, honestly. All right. And by like big over, I mean like 48, 47. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies over under at 41 and a half. Um, this puts them at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, just outside the playoffs, but a play in team. Um, I have the over on the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Uh, I think they have a good roster, a lot of good, solid players. I think that Steven Adams is a better player than Jonas Valanciunas. Um, I think Valanciunas put up a lot of empty stats, and I think that uh, I, th- I think that the Steven Adams effect is real. I think he's a good, solid defender. He's a great rebounder, especially on the offensive glass. Jaron Jackson Jr., Going to be coming back for the Grizzlies. Didn't have him all of last season. Some internal development from a lot of their young guys. uh, John Morant. um, Desmond Bain. DeAnthony Melton. They have a lot of good young players um, in this rotation. I think that we are going to see this be the season that the Grizzlies make the playoffs. I completely agree. I have him as my eighth seed. Yeah, I I think the Clippers. I mean, I have them. The reason why I have them is eighth because I have the Clippers missing, or at least maybe being a play-in. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I take the Grizzlies on the over, but a slight over, forty-two, forty-three. Mm-hmm. But I I think this is a little low of a line considering that would they win last year, forty-one, I think, <sighs> thirty-eight last year, but shortened season. So. Oh yeah, they were definitely on them. I'm taking the over. Taking the strong over. Like 43. Yeah. At, at the minimum. I, like anything less than, if they if they finish below 500, that'd be disappointing. I agree. I agree. Okay. 
New Orleans Pelicans are up next. Uh, over under of 39 and a half wins. Um, <sighs> the Pelicans, the Pelicans, the Pelicans. They are interesting, to say the least. They don't have um, Drew Holiday, which is important, but they didn't have him all of last season either. Um, they have Devontae Graham now. They don't have Eric Bledsoe, which is probably a positive for them. They don't have Adams. But good regular season player. Good regular season player. They don't have Adams. They have Valanchunas. They, the Grizzlies and the uh, Pelicans did that swap. Yeah. Um, you know, you could see some internal development from Zion. Um, they have Kira Lewis. I don't know how much he's going to play. Um, I, I don't know. I just, this team is not the most deep team no. I've seen. Uh, they lost JJ Redick, who was playing poorly last year, but, you know, it's just losing a lot of guys. Devontae Graham, I like, I kind of like the fit with Zion just because he's such a uh, great three point shooter. Um, but he's also not a guy that I would trust necessarily running my offense. Um, they have Sadoransky, I guess, now. They have Garrett Temple, but like, ben, not really a top perimeter creator. I think you're doing a little too much thinking about this. This is a hard under, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the under. This is like a 29, maybe 27 win team. I was laying out my th- thought process for why the under. Uh, they just lost. But... They lost. They lost Redick. They lost Lonzo. Lonzo is so big for Zion's development. Uh, I f- forgot about Lonzo too. They how lost do you, him. How do you let go of like a, a decent per point guard who wants to pass the ball, who wants Zion to do well, who puts Zion in decent spots. Throwing full court oops to him. Throwing full court oops, super unselfish. One of the most unselfish point guards in the game. Like almost to a fault at some early in his career, being way too unselfish with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like how do you lose a generation not generational. I'm not being LeVar ball here, but a damn generational. Good, a, a point a, a fucking unselfish point guard that plays good defense that wants the ball in Zion's hands. Yeah. You lose that. That's that is so big. Um yeah, they're winning twenty nine games. Maybe twenty nine. Maybe that'd be a hell of a season for them if they could win twenty nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, the Rockets may win more games than the Pelicans this year. Yeah, strong under on the Pelicans for sure. Um, they're a G League team. They're the they're the Pistons of the West. They're the Cavs of the West, according to you. <laughs> I was so harsh on the Cavs. Unbelievably harsh on the Cavs. Oh, but Kevin Love's still there. 21 wins. <laughs> Automatic 10, 11 win uh, increase there. Here they go to the Lakers, buddy. Okay. Up next, we have the Sacramento Kings. Over under is set at 36.5. Um. What was their win total last year, Zach? 31. Oof. Oof. Dude, the Pelicans won 31 last year. Yeah. There's no way they're going to win 40. That's the probably the – I'd say the – honestly, the worst line in this whole thing is the Pelicans at 39 and a half. Yeah, it's pretty high. To take the over. 
Let's uh, – where do you have the Kings at, Zach? I, I think I'm taking the under here. But... I'm taking the under. I think the bottom teams in the West are going to be really bad. Yeah. 30, yeah. I'd say a 32-33 win season, I wouldn't be surprised with the Kings. Anything over 39, 38, 40? Uh, seems know. high. Seems high. Seems high. Yeah. Timberwolves are at 35 and a half, just below the Kings. Um, I'll take the uh, over on this one, buddy. I'm taking, taking the, over. the over. If I'm taking the under on the Pelicans and Kings, I got to take the over on the Wolves. I mean, we're going to see a lot more cat this year. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's true. I mean, they got Patrick Beverly, I guess. Uh, they didn't lose a ton uh, from last year's team. Not that that really matters that much. <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully, I mean, you're kind of just betting on having Carl yeah. Anthony Towns on the floor more often. Um, yeah. You could see a trade at some point. Um, I know Russell was linked in Ben Simmons talks quite a bit. I don't know if he, I don't know. I don't know where Ben Simmons' value is at, and I don't know where Russell's value is at right now. If but... I'm a Sixers fan, I did I don't want that trade. As much yeah. as Simmons is Simmons has a better IQ and plays more winning basketball when he's locked in. Yeah, and deloading isn't always locked in. Simmons definitely has a higher ceiling. Ben Simmons might have a lower floor. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But even if, I, I'm even gonna, if Simmons has a has a bad offensive game and goes O for O for O, he's still a menace on defense as much, oh, yeah. much as much as we should on him. And D loading's horrible. Oh yeah. On defense. I agree. Um Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take the under as or the over as well on the on the wolves. Um Let's go to the San Antonio Spurs, uh, sitting far below the Minnesota Timberwolves at 28 and a half wins. Mm. I, God, I don't even know what to think about the Spurs, to be honest. That's such a tough, they're such a tough team to gauge. What are your thoughts on the Spurs this year? You lose DeMar, you lose Aldridge, you know? Yep. No, they're going to be bad. Yeah. They're going to be bad. It's just a matter of how bad they're going to be. You just have a bunch of young guys running around. Pop's got to adjust. He can't play the same basketball he's been coaching. I mean, look um, at this roster. What do we got? Damian Dotson. Oh, boy. Bryn Forbes. Um, Javon, uh, DeJounte Murray. Trey Jones. Devin Vassell. Lonnie Walker. Derek White. Um Guard is probably the deepest they're at. Uh, Alfred Gaminu, Zach Collins, forgot about that one. Uh, Thad Young and Jakob Pertl are the are the names that stand out on this roster. Not a ton to work with outside of the guards, and even then, those guys are kind of underperformed. They might the score 80, 88 points a game. Yeah, it's being generous. I'm taking the under. Under on 28 and a half? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the under too. Just uh, no inspiration from the nope. Spurs for me. Um, Houston Rockets. We got a resident Rockets expert 
had them making the playoffs last year in our over-unders predictions. Um, what do we have this year, Zach? Is Jalen Green taking you to the promised land this year? God damn it. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought Wall would, would play more games. You know, uh, Wall... Um, I don't. I really hate where we're at right now. Uh, we're better than we were a year ago, but I just hate how we're like a like this cemetery for like washed NBA players who who um, like Oladipo, a, Wall. When you're bottom of the league, my friend. I know, but then they want to leave elsewhere. It's not like they go here to die. It's like they could still play decent basketball. I'm not saying I need a prime Wall or a prime Depot, but like these are guys who could still play basketball at a certain level if they stay healthy That's yeah like the g like the g league level no the big three no level nope. <laughs> <laughs> you just hate the rockets <laughs> so funny harden's not on, on the rockets anymore you have you I, can't hate you don't have nothing to hate them it's still funny to shit on the rockets no it's not <laughs> um i'm taking so, the under on the rockets by the way i'm taking the under on the rockets as well I think we're going to be a fun team to watch. We're going to have some highlight reels. We're going to kind of be the Bulls of the West. No, I don't know no. about that. We'll <laughs> I wouldn't take it that far. We'll be the Hornets of the West. That's a good comp. The Hornets of the West. It'll be the Cavs of the West, I think. No. <laughs> that's a compliment I, coming from me. Like, if we win 36 games, that that's just useless. We should be losing games to get one more lottery yeah, New the York. Rockets are going to tank. So Yeah, we should be bad. Which sucks because we have Christian Wood. Christian Wood needs to go. Leave Christian while you have the chance. Yeah, and... Uh, We're going to be bad for a while, buddy. Yeah, the, you certainly are. Uh, the Rockets, Zach and I both have the under. That brings us to the final team in these over-unders rankings. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder... Last and certainly least. Uh, coming in at 23 and a half wins. Smash that under, boys and girls. Um, they're not good. They don't have a lot of good players. Shea is not going to be able to take this team past anyone, I don't think, uh, by himself. Poku uh, had one of the most inefficient seasons of all time last year. They don't even have Al Horford to uh, fall back on. They do have Derek Favors. This is where this is where Derek Favors goes to die, I, I suppose. Um, although the the Thunder have been the rehabilitation clinic for a lot of washed NBA stars recently or not so washed that we've come to find out. What do you, uh, what do you got for the Thunder, Zach? Is, is Dort taking them all the way? Dort, Dort, Dort should request a buyout. <laughs> I don't think and Dort's then, in the position to be requesting anything. And then it's like Thon maker requesting a trade. That's so untrue. Dort made <laughs> Harden look like, um, Michael Cooper on offense. That's not a compliment. So, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about the Thunder. They're horrible. This is actually a weird line, though, because they are an NBA basketball team. And the Rockets 
the worst team true. in the NBA last year. Let's see, double check that. Yep, worst team in the NBA won 17 games in a COVID shortened season. So to say that the, I think the Thunder are going to be worse than the Orlando Magic comfortably, so I have no problem smashing the under on their line. I think I took the. Oh, I wanted to take the over on the Magic. All right, I'm not going to smash the under because they are an NBA team. And there's only a few times when teams have won like 10 or 11 games, and that was like the tanking Sixers. Okay, well, they just have to win 22, not 10 or 11. It's not like the line is at 13 and a half. <laughs> um, I'll take the under. All right. That wraps up 30 team over unders. Um, before we get out of here, Zach, do you want to. Do you want to make your bold finals prediction and your yes. bold MVP prediction? I do. But how bold do you want it to be? Do you want it to uh, like break the internet kind of bold, like, or do you want it to be like a reasonable bold? Um, I'll tell you where the smart money is, and I'll do my super bold one. Okay, tell us where the smart money is, Zach. I'm saying, because that's where my money's at. I'm saying Kyrie gets the vaccine and becomes the MVP. <laughs> no. And it's uh, it's gonna be a Lakers Warriors Western Conference Finals. That's that's bold. 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 Sorry, Lakers Lakers Suns Western Conference Finals. <laughs> it's going to be a Bucks Nets Eastern Conference Finals. I see Milwaukee repeating. If Kyrie doesn't come back, if Kyrie comes back, the Nets win the championship. Yeah, I think if all three of those guys are there, they win. Okay. So you're, you're saying last year, if all three guys were there, you guys would not have won the championship? Yeah, probably not. Okay. I just wanted to hear that and say that. All right. Uh, so what, what do you want your safe prediction to be? And then we'll do our bold. My safe prediction is uh, that the – are we are we we're talking about the teams that meet? Yes. Um, my safe prediction is it is the Suns. Back in the finals. Oh. Against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, The Suns get swept. Assuming everything goes right. Yeah, and the Suns not not going well for the Suns. Um, My bold prediction is that the Milwaukee Bucks uh, outlast the Brooklyn Nets through a war of attrition um, with uh, their players actually playing games as opposed to the Nets players not playing games. <laughs> and uh, the Bucks meeting LeBron's Lakers in the finals. And Giannis once and for all stealing the crown from LeBron and sending him into the shadow realm of retirement. He's not retiring after this year, Ben. <laughs> he will if Giannis... Uh, no, he won't. Bitches on him in the finals. He's going to be like John Stockton averaging like... 15 and 10, and his son's going to be averaging like 30 and 15. He's going to be like Vince Carter on the on the Hawks. No, he's not. <laughs> That's going to be LeBron. No, he's not. Hey, no LeBron slander. Seven years. Um, All right, so my bold prediction, and by bold, I mean this is like extremely bold. Mm-hmm. For, for me, no, 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 for, for the finals. So okay. I don't think that the Lakers being in the finals is that bold of a prediction. I think the Lakers could make the finals. They have a they have a lot of guys around them if, if they can stay healthy. And we're all, whenever we make these bets, we got to say 
if they're kind of generally healthy. So I think mm-hmm. Lakers is kind of reasonable. So yeah. my super bold is Warriors Trailblazers. In the finals, that it's really bold considering they're both Western. No, Conference I'm teams. doing a Western Conference either. <laughs> Dickwad. <laughs> and then the, then the Trailblazers finally get over the hump. And then in the East, it is a Miami um, Heat. Uh, yeah, Miami Heat. Boston Celtics series. <laughs> no Bucks because I don't know if the Bucks are going to get there. That's pretty bold of me to assume that. I'm just joking. Uh, I would say Heat Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Heat win. Heat and, Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. And then, then the Trailblazers. Trailblazers you beat the Heat. You disgust me. You guys <laughs> for bold. You disgust me. If any of those teams make it, you're just any... saying words. You're just saying words at this point to pick a team name out of the hat and put them in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Come on. Well, the East is a little bit more difficult because it should be Nets Bucks. the The West is a little bit more. This could happen. This could happen. We agree on that, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that the my sleeper team of the whole thing is the Trailblazers. Okay. 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 And then my sleeper MVP would be Dame. Okay. Who's your favorite MVP? Either a Harden or LeBron. Because Harden was an MVP candidate for a little bit. I I think Harden's kind of fallen out of the public favor enough where, plus he's on a super team where it's probably less likely that he gets it this year. I have him as one of my long shot odds favorites. They're okay. like good bets. He's like plus 1800 or something. Um, I like that because uh, he could be carrying a lot of that load this year with either Kyrie or Durant out again. That's a good bet. So. I'd say LeBron's my favorite then. Really? I don't know if he's winning MVPs at this point anymore. Maybe. But. If he stays healthy. I think my favorite is either like Embiid, Jokic, or Giannis. Probably not Jokic because he just did it, and they probably won't reward him again no. unless he's like absolutely superstar. So yeah. I would say Embiid or Giannis are my favorites this year. I think Giannis gets a lot of positive, like narrative, based on him actually getting over the hump, winning the finals, putting the team on his back. I think voters often have that in their mind. Um, so that voter fatigue might not be as strong this year as it was last year. And Giannis still had a, you know, he was probably the third best MVP like candidate last year, third or fourth. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if, if the Bucks could win like 62 games and be the only 60-win team and they'd be dom- they're dominating – Mm-hmm. The thing with he's, KD, the thing with KD is like, KD's probably not playing. No, he's not a lot playing of enough games, games, and he doesn't want to play enough yeah. games. I think that uh, well, Giannis is the second. Uh, he's the second highest favorite according to Vegas for MVP. Luca is the favorite, I, which I, doesn't seem right with Jason Kidd there. And we think the. I think they'll be like sixth, and the sixth right, doesn't win right. MVPs. No, is Luca going to be good? Absolutely. Oh yeah, he's going to be great. But maybe Steph. Steph's a sleeper. Steph is a sleeper. I'll tell you. Last thing, 
Who's a sleeper? Jordan Poole, most improved, plus 5,000. That's where the smart money is. Look at that. That's where the smart money's at. I'm going to Venmo you 100 bucks to put it on Jordan Poole. Okay, well, you can also Venmo me for uh, my bet about you the hitting the over for you saying smart money in a podcast. Because <laughs> I definitely won that. Nope. Um, that does it for us. Um, we will be back uh, not too far in the future to kind of talk about the first couple uh, games of the season, uh, maybe sometime next week. Um kind of give our initial reactions to how things are going. So as always, you can follow us at backseat GM pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, TuneIn radio and iHeartRadio. radio um, until next time, Zach. Ben, is this the first time both of us have done a sober podcast? Like both of us sober? It's been a while. Some would say never. Usually one of us is imbibing. Some would say never. No drop off in performance. We had no Kevin McHale uh, today. So that's definitely part of it. Had an absolute bender of a weekend. Had to to back it down for the old pod. Yeah, I had to to clean slate it. Yes, sir. Hey, pleasure hearing your voice again, brother. Yep, you too, even though you lost your voice. I did. I was, man, at that Minute Maid Park, I was, I was enemy number one. Sure. Let's go, Sox! Let's go, Kiki! Public enemy number one for every listener's eardrums, too. <laughs> Until next time, Zach. Until next time, Ben.